Old School Lane Casual Chats is brought to you by OldSchoolLane.blogspot.com and is associated with Channel Frederator, Manic Expression, The Comic Book Cast, and The Araminta Show. Welcome to a new episode of Casual Chats. I am Patricia, and I am here with a very special guest. Uh, you may know her from roles such as uh, Corn Chip Girl from Recess, Ducky from the Land Before Time movies, and um, a shout out to our good friend Liam Higgins from Manic Expression, uh, who is uh, going to be part of the podcast play miniseries. Uh, we have Arya Krizan. Welcome aboard, Arya. Thank you. Well, uh... I feel welcome. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I must ask, so um, how did you get your influences for acting? Oh, that's a good question. Well, um, I always hearken it back to the early days of Shirley Temple uh, when I was about three years old. I just loved the little girl who could sing and dance and, you know, carry these movies. I was somewhat similar to her as a little kid, so I, I kind of followed her path to some extent at least I was really interested in what she did and that led to my mom uh, helping me find an agent at the age of five and um, it sort of just unraveled from there I'll say like I got opportunities to do commercials and and, uh, radio spots and uh, animation and all of that and uh, I kind of learned on the job so to speak I learned from a variety of people I worked with over the years and it continued from there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now, what would you say is your like one of your favorite Shirley Temple movies? Oh, that's a good question. I think Heidi. Heidi was one that I watched many, many times, even though I watched a lot of her movies, but I think that one was just really, really cute and uh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that a lot of people also really like Heidi. Uh, Curly Top is another uh, popular one as well. Yes, curly top. Any any ones where she uh, you know, sings and taps and entertains people. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, exactly. Uh, Bright eyes is another one that a lot of people bring up. Yeah, bright eyes. What's the one with the on the good ship lollipop? That is song? that is bright eyes. That's bright eyes. Okay. I always love that one, too. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, um, for the most part, with um, your career, I, I know a lot of people uh, probably know you for your voiceover work, but um, some people may also know you from your live-action stuff, especially with uh, Santa with Muscles with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I get uh, you know quite a few people mentioning that movie to me, especially around the holidays, because they still play it uh, throughout the month of December, of course. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I... I 
it's, it was pretty cool getting to work with Hulk Hogan, and that's obviously a, a whole other subset of culture, you know. So people who follow him have seen me in in that probably, and it was a my first movie actually. Wow! Very ex- what was that experience like? It was awesome. Honestly, I loved every second of it. I was probably the youngest person on set, so. I was very well taken care of, you know, I, I, a lot of people were very playful and, and fun with me, and I, I never felt any sense of stress or negativity, it was just a very encouraging and supportive environment, and of course I, I worked with uh, Mila Kunis in that movie, who has since gone on to many, many films, and uh, Adam Wiley, who is continuing to work all the time and Steve Valentine who is huge now and everywhere and he's awesome Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was it was great it was really great and Hulk Hogan was very good to me his kids were around my age at the time so I just they they were on set a lot and it was a great big family party really well that's very nice that sounds like it would have been a lot of fun for sure yeah so um, now I'm actually uh, curious about like your experiences working on Recess because Recess was one of my favorite shows growing up. Oh, awesome! Cool. Yeah, I think you know I'm trying to remember when I started Recess, like how old I was. Probably eight or nine. Um, I had just done a another Disney project before it, I believe, and the same writers brought me on to Recess. I mean, besides the fact that I I loved what I did as a kid, there was not a moment of me feeling like I had to do it or I hated it or I was forced or any of that. But I remember Recess because it was a a complete cast of kids. Weren't really many adults, at least that I remember. Yeah. So it was really fun. It was like getting to go out over and hang out at your group of friends' house, you know, during unrecording days. And I wasn't there for most of it because my character was recurring and only there every so often but that was absolutely a learning experience for me too because I got to watch the slightly older kids like Ashley Johnson or Andy McAfee uh, who I also worked with in Land Before Time or um, some of you know the other kids really experiment with their characters like you know Gretchen and her yeah yeah um, uh, voiced by Ashley Johnson now Ashley Johnson, yeah. I was always in awe of her because for the most part when I was young, I just did my regular voice. I read the lines and that was that. But I always thought she was so cool how she created that character and it was very different from from how she normally spoke. Mm, yeah, you know, she's on Infinity Train now on Cartoon Network and a lot of people also know her from like The Last of Us, the video game. So you probably kind of you know, hear what she sounds like, but, you know, when you compare, you know, Gretchen and which she's kind of, like, very nasally, it, it sounds completely different, for sure. Yeah, she's very talented. Mm-hmm. They all are. It was a fun group of, of people, too. I don't remember any major egos or anything like that. I had Paul, Joe, a lot of the people, uh, the, the, some of the cast and crew from Recess on my podcast a few years ago on its 20th anniversary, and they were discussing about how... Uh, they were just pulling ideas based off of their childhood experiences and putting it into recess. And um, a lot of the characters that were featured on the show were based off of um, family members that they that Paul and Joe knew personally. And, um, 
Yeah, it, it, they said it was like a really uh, fun experience, especially for um, you know the kids. They would like play around like before the recording started. So, um, would you know any like fun behind the scenes stories that you can recall on while working on the show? Oh, that's a good question. You might have to think about that. Um, <laughs> can we circle back to that question, and I will definitely think about it and then if something comes up I will yeah yeah sure no problem so um yeah I'm actually curious about uh, how you first got uh called in for the uh, Land Before Time movies that is a good question there was an opening for the a, a few roles it was the Land Before Time 5 was casting and I had known a couple people who mentioned that they were auditioning for it and my mom heard about it and of course she asked my agent like it sounds like something that Arya could do. Can you get her in on it? And uh, my agent went to task right away, found the people who were casting and pitched me. And I, I guess the rest is history. I remember there was some debate when I first auditioned because I, you know, they were replacing the previous actors. Um, so you kind of have to continue that character. You know, you can't just be completely different or too shockingly different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember there was some debate about if I sounded too cutesy, but eventually, for whatever reason, and I'm glad that it happened the way it did, they decided I was I was the right one. My mom and my agent actually had a very big hand in that and making making sure that, that I got that opportunity. Right. Was Ducky the only character that you read for, or did you read for other characters? I believe it was just Ducky. Okay. I know they were casting Sarah too, but I was, I think they knew they needed more like a preteen kind of girl for her. I was eight at the time. Okay. Yeah. That does make a lot of sense. I, I can definitely understand that. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's actually awesome because, um, you know, you and Andy, uh, you know, around your ages, you were the only ones who was able to like keep your voices uh, throughout you know, pretty much the majority of the series because a lot of them, like, you know, the voice of Littlefoot was, you know, being replaced a few times and some of the people who voiced as um, Petrie and Spike were already adults. So it's actually awesome to know that you were able to keep your role, like, over, like, what, like, over 20-something years later? Yeah, I am very lucky and I am very grateful for that. There were times as I was heading towards my teens where... I knew that they were wondering if it was gonna be time for me to move on, you know? And I loved that job so much. It became like such a part of me that I think maybe that even got me through it. I'm like, I'm not losing this role. It is me now. <laughs> <laughs> I just modified my voice to stay young, not, you know, permanently, but I had to keep it young, young as it was. Although, I can hear a difference, of course, as I get older, but I think the essence of the character is still there, and I think that's what's important in the end. What would you say would be the true essence of it, especially since, um, you know, the character is, like, the youngest and she's, like, the more uh, happy-go-lucky of the entire group? Like, what would you say, you know, try to keep in focus of the character? The mindset was just keeping her happy and explorative and there was one episode actually where she i'll say she explore she explores her dark side it's not really obviously that serious but she has some struggles being that positive character that she's always known to be and 
that was fun. That was fun to kind of explore the other side of Ducky and still keep her heart and her core intact as to, you know, who she was. <laughs> it sounds so clinical, but you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's a process. You're always, and you have, we have great, we have great directors the entire time who worked with us very well. They knew the characters of the story very well, that they were able to guide us any which way we needed to go. And uh, Sue Blue and um, Andrew Romano were the two main directors I worked with over the years. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I believe Andy even mentioned this on her YouTube channel that that was when the Land Before Time 30th anniversary came along that there was um, a CD compilation of some of the Land Before Time songs and you and Andy got to sing um, various songs including uh, If We Hold On Together originally sung by Diana Ross. Yeah, we did. Uh, I, I have heard that recording recently and I sound so little but I've often thought it'd be fun to do that again even like a 10 years or tw however many years down the line to to record a new version of that but it was an honor it was a big honor to be able to re-record such an iconic song that a lot of people know from the original film mm -hmm. and it even got put into a a little foot doll which we always thought was kind of funny because there was this little foot plush doll where if you squeezed its hand it would be me and Andy singing if we hold on together. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. I, I think I still have one somewhere. Uh, but, yeah, we always thought that was pretty pretty cool. Mm -hmm. That is pretty cool, actually. I guess we can go circle around again for recess. So any funny behind-the-scenes stories that you can think of? Or if you can't think of for recess, and any ones from Land Before Time you can recall? Uh, there's lots from Land Before Time, probably. But what I did do is I just pulled up a cast list from Recess because I knew that it would trigger things in my mind that maybe at least people didn't know before. For instance, Cortland Mead, who played Gus. Mm -hmm. I worked with him prior to Recess on the, the sitcom called Kirk. It was a 90s sitcom. And this, I guess this is kind of a funny little behind-the-scenes He. I think he kind of had a little crush on me at the time because he would, like, give me presents every day I was on set. He'd give me pogs. He gave me a ring. It was very sweet to me, and we became little buddies. And then years later, we ended up on recess together. And Torin, Cod he was Torin Caudell at the time, but now he goes by Lane Torin, uh, who played King Bob. I actually got my very first start on on the stage in, in a children's theater through his mother's children's theater program. So I was in Oliver and Torin played Oliver. I was like a little orphan kid. I think I was about six years old. And then all those years later, we end up on recess together. And the, there's many, many examples of that. Like my very first commercial that I did, it was for Crayola Micrographics. And Francesca Marie Smith, who played Ashley B, she was in that commercial with me. So I got to know her, probably I think I was about five, five and a half, and uh, I met her, and then all those years we ended up on the show together. So there's a lot of that that goes on in the industry. You're constantly mixing and meeting people and then meeting them down the road, and it's really cool to see how people have grown up, because I've gotten to see that on like a personal level many, many times. Yeah, and, and it's actually really nice to see the cooperation and helping out a fellow actor, especially since 
um, nowadays, you don't really hear too much about that. It's like, oh, um, this role, uh, no, I think that Arya would do it so much better. It's like, I mean, you don't see that with celebrity actors, uh, especially. I think that one of the good things about, like, you know, people in theater or voice actors is that they're humble enough to say, like, hey, um, there's this part coming up. I think you'd be great for it. So I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, they do. Are their competition, but <laughs> for the most part, people are a lot more approachable i would say in the voiceover industry a lot more down to earth and you know it's a pretty small community when it comes down to it yeah i actually want to wrap things up with discussing really quickly about uh, the project that i mentioned earlier uh that was so my good friend liam higgins from manic expression is writing a brand new podcast uh mini series called what did i just saw and I believe you are one of the main characters from what I can recall on from what Liam told me. So I don't know if you know too much about like the details or if you can share anything, but um, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit more about it, what, what you know anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what he is, has put out there yet for the public, but I play a character named Melissa. She's part of the LGBT LGBT community, sorry, uh, she's an actress, and she, I don't know, she's very funny, the whole thing is pretty, there's a lot of humor uh, woven throughout it, and it's, it's kind of like larger than life, um, and honestly, there are parts of the script I haven't even had access to, so I don't know the entire arc yet, but I figure that that, you know, that's kind of good, because when you don't know every single part of the script and you know you get to enjoy it on a different level when it finally does come out so i'm looking forward to that release yeah so am i and i'm in a i have a minor role i play as the interviewer for the website so um i actually don't have full access to a lot of the script either other than just my role. So I'm actually curious about what the final product is going to look like. And uh, definitely when um, the final product comes out, I'll let everybody uh, have a chance to take a look into it. Oh, yeah, that would be really fun. I'd love to hear other people's perspectives because I really haven't met too many of the other cast members yet. Uh, and now I've met you, so that's cool. And Liam was really great to work with. And yeah. We recorded on Skype like you and I are doing now. Mm -hmm. And he directed me and it was really, really fun. All right. Yeah, I just uh, want to thank you so much, Aria, for coming on by. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. Do you have any upcoming projects you'd like to share? Do you have any uh, plugs or self-promotions? Uh, if you want to tell your followers to come find me on Facebook, I would love that. I have a Facebook fan page, Aria No Longer is on. Uh, it's www.facebook.com slash Aria Noel Curzon fans right. and I'll have a lot more information there as to what I'm doing I'm doing a lot of music stuff and always uh, doing more you know voiceover and commercials and things like that all right so sounds great so everybody let us know in the comments below about what your favorite role of Aria's is whether it be a corn chip girl or a ducky or 
um, any of her singing stuff or any of her live action work. Um, and uh, once again, I will be posting up some more information about what I just saw uh, when it comes down later throughout the line. And um, yeah, I want to give a special thanks to Liam uh, for hooking me up with uh, having the opportunity to speak to Arya. So thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, that's it. So hope to see you around soon and take care. Bye.